Hello, vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? And we're not talking about Buffy today. I'm here with my mom. Hi. 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 And um, we're going to review The Heat. Yes, so hello, FBI agents and Boston City cops. (laughs) Hello. Sandy B's and Melissa M's. <laughs> Hello, good cops, bad cops. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, The Heat is a movie that was released June 28th, 2013. So, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be exactly two days after the five year anniversary of this movie. Excellent. Yeah. That was just a happy accident. So this is the buddy cop movie with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, directed by Paul Feig, written by Katie Dippold, and it's real good. Yeah, it's real good. Super funny. Super funny. Okay, thanks for listening. And that has been the (laughs) review of The Heat. (laughs) So... We have notes. We have notes. Sandy B is the stuck-up cop. She she wears a beret really badly placed on her head. Yeah, looks like a wig. She wears unfortunate pantsuits. Very unfortunate. Which they really aren't that bad. I think it was just really funny how much swagger Melissa McCarthy had. (laughs) Because she was just... You know, she was the one that looked sloppy, but... Yeah, she's always criticizing Sandy B, which made it really funny. Yeah. It it extra funny. Yeah, it was, the thing that made the outfit kind of dorky was her Allison walk. Yeah, Allison from Orphan Black. Yeah. Because she walked like she had a stick up her ass. Yeah. Um, so my notes, my first notes were Sandy B, stuck up cop, good at what she does, doesn't even have a full-time cat. Oh, that's so sad. So sad. She was cuddling with her cat, and then she had to let her go because the neighbor was calling her home. She was, yeah, yeah. So I really dug the '70s intro. Yeah, that was. I thought good. that was awesome. That was good. And the music was really, really good in this movie. Yes, they picked good. If you want to check out my Spotify under Mixtress Ray, I have a playlist with the songs from this movie. Mixtress Ray spelled R-A-E. Yes. And Mixtress with an X. X. Not Mistress. Because she is a mix-tress. Ray. Um, so the first scene is... Are we, We're introduced to Sandra Bullock first. And she wants to get promoted. And her boss sends her to Boston. She usually lives in New Jersey. And those are really close together places, I think. I don't know. Catch a big drug guy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, tells her she does a good job, then maybe they'll talk about the promotion because nobody really likes her at work. Because and... she's very smug. Yeah. Condescending. Yeah. Not very personable. No. And then after you're introduced to her you get to be introduced to melissa mccarthy and she's catching a guy who's trying to pick up a hooker and it's really funny the guy was trying to pick up a hooker tony hale 
He's from Arrested Development. And he was very funny. He was very funny in this. He was? Yes. I thought all of the parts, all of the people who had the little parts were very good. Yeah. Very good casting in this movie. And each and every one of them had something funny yeah. going on. So that was really cool. That's the great thing about Paul Feig movies is that he he just hires a lot of really funny people that like like to work together and I think he just lets them like improv and stuff and he keeps a lot of it. Yeah. We should really we should have watched the special features. Oh yeah. It's probably a lot of yeah. fun stuff. Well, that'll be part two. Okay. So, um, I thought it was really fun. It was really good that Melissa McCarthy, when she was catching him, she, she asked to borrow his phone and then she called his wife. Oh, I was, I was really worried that you didn't have a wife and kids at home. <laughs> when she looked through his wallet. Yeah. And then she called her. What's her name? Bella. Hi, Bella. And then she was like hurting his arm. This is for Bella. This is for Bella. And pulled him out of the car. It's really funny. It's just the whole movie. It's just laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah. Grandma hates it. She does? Yeah. Cause well, she, it's a little crass. Because she bought it, and I think she couldn't finish it, and then she gave it to you. That's your copy. Your copy was Grandma's copy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's sweet of her. Um. Then my next note is Hammer Pants. Hammer pants. Because Melissa McCarthy wears hammer pants. They, they didn't look too attractive on her. I know, but it was still good. Um, then there's... See, I just wrote down quotes. Lots of quotes. So, when they got the guy... When she chased the guy down, Rojas... His name was Spoke, Ro Spoken Reasons. That was his name. Yes. Spoken reasons. I bet he's a rap artist. Well, he was really funny. Yeah, he was. I really enjoyed him. When they were in the interrogation room, Sandra Bullock was interrogating him. And then Melissa McCarthy came in and, and the guy said, run like you on fire. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Run like you on fire. It was right around that time, I think. Or was it? No, it was afterwards. So after they meet, and uh, after the interrogation room, and then um, Melissa McCarthy takes off with Sandra Bullock's keys, and so she has to go after her at the dive bar. She says, Melissa says to her, you're a goddamn angel of the law. Spread your wings and soar. <laughs> <laughs> you're a goddamn angel of the law. <laughs> And in the bar, the chick with, with the kid in the <laughs> bar. <laughs> Shielding her eyes from the picture, the evidence picture. Says, really? I have a kid here. Her name was Amanda Good Hennessy. And it's like, you know, Sandra didn't get it until, you know, what? It's a bar. Why do you have a kid here? <laughs> She's like, here? oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, you're in a bar. <laughs> it's just those little moments that were so cool about all the small parts. Yep. You wrote down names of actors and stuff. I did, because I wanted to sound professional. Whoa. Like Chuck and Josh. You do sound professional. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I'm sorry. I will be the bad editing police. Bad sound editing. 
Yeah, the the music parts were very loud. Well, the music was good, but it you know you had to turn up the vocal parts and yep turn down the. So we won't name the sound editor. No, we don't. But you should <laughs> might take a look at that, you know. <laughs> and you could call me because I think I would make a very good sound editor. Yeah, would. <clears throat> Where's my phone? I had facts on there. Where's my phone? So I'll, while you're looking for your phone, I will talk about other small part people. Okay. Okay. The pathologist who uh, removed the tongue out of the guy's ass. Tongue in cheek. She, she was funny. Her name was Miriam Miriam Tolan. And the paramedic that she was arguing with out in the parking lot about the. Uh, Tracheotomy. <laughs> You're a very reckless person. <laughs> His name was Zachary Woods. Yeah, I just watched Ghostbusters last night. He was in that too. And they had some deleted scenes of him like improving stuff and he was really funny. He was also on The Office. And the FBI guy that I thought was extremely cute and the love interest of Sandra Bullock. Oh, Marlon Wayans. Yes. I knew that one. Yes. He yeah, was very good. I enjoyed him. Cute. So, who was the New York agent? Oh, I can't remember what he did. I wrote him down. I can't remember his part. New York agent doesn't work for me. We'll have to think about that later. Okay. And Tatiana, of course. Was Caitlin Olson. Yeah. Get the fuck Get out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out my fuck house. Out. We say that all the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> and I never can quite get it right. Get the accent Fuck. right. Because it's like F-A-C-K. Fuck. And the guy, uh, Ben Falcone, was Melissa McCarthy's love interest in the bar. He was the guy who said, oh, we spent such a great night together. You know, why didn't you call me? That's her actual husband. Well, that was funny. He was funny. And Reuben was the guy she met on the street. Oh, we spent a great night together. Andy Buckley. Also in the office. He was good. He was very good. He was uh, David the... Dexter is licking my hip. Stop it. Uh, I like that um, Melissa McCarthy's... What is her, her name? Mullins. Mullins called curtains window blankets. <laughs> Because her windows were all boarded up. Well, I have the glass. I just don't have the window blankets. And then when she broke into her house, she was playing with her curtains. These are cloth. These are really nice. <laughs> These are really nice. Just yanking on them. Oh, that's one of the. That leads me to one of the facts. Trivia. That was um, Sandra Bullock's actual 1982 yearbook. They did doctor up her picture. She didn't have glasses and braces. Yeah, that was a pretty pitiful picture. And they took out the the, the actual signatures in her book, but yeah. that was her actual yearbook. I bet she really got some good signatures. Probably. I'll just have a great summer. Um, another quote, whenever they were in the dance club trying to be undercover and they were in the bathroom... That's the, always the scene that I remember when she's cut, she's cutting up Sandra Bullock's clothes and then she makes her take her jacket off and she starts to fold the jacket <laughs> <laughs> and Mullen 
grabs it from her. I can't watch whatever process is about to happen. She grabs the jacket from her. This movie is just hilarious, and I don't know how to analyze it because it's just funny. There were a few moments that were trying to be funny that just didn't quite work. Like what? Quit licking me. I can't remember. Stop it. Dexter. Dexter, chill. Oh, New York agent, John Ross Bowie. He, uh, what? He's in Big Bang Theory. Mm. And he was, he was funny. He was the guy, wasn't he the guy when they went to find the guns and the barbecue? The first scene with Sandra going in to, with the SWAT team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was the guy. I get him confused with yeah. other people in this movie. He was that guy. See that guy. Oh, okay. Okay. And on the Big Bang Theory, he speaks with a terrible lisp. Oh, yes. Very, okay. The terrible I remember him. Is very annoying. Yes, it is. It's a very stupid joke. All right. Um, the Heat 2 is in production. There's already an IMDb page for it. Although, although there's a quote from Sandra Bullock saying that she didn't want to do a uh, sequel because sequels that she's in don't do very well, but that sounds kind of weird and generic. I don't think she would say no to doing a sequel to this movie. Um, apparently, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock wanted to do a movie together until, and they just didn't know what one until this script came. And Melissa McCarthy almost couldn't do it because it was going to be a scheduling conflict between her role on Identity Thief what? and Mike and Molly. What? Identity Thief was a terrible movie. But somehow she worked it out. And, Melissa, and Mike and Molly was the show that fired her when she lost weight. No Because it was like a way. sitcom. I never saw it. But it was, you know, too... I hinged around two fat people being married, and when she lost weight, they fired her. Stupid. Well, that's just weird. Stupid. Um, she did lose a bunch of weight, though, since I just watched Ghostbusters yesterday, and she was, like, barely overweight in Ghostbusters. And that was 2016. So if she's barely overweight, what am I? You're not even overweight. I am too. <laughs> okay. What else we got? Well, are you or are you not a knock? What's that chick's name that was that was mouthing that? We think that is Beth. Yep. And her name is Jamie Denbo. Okay. And that was the girlfriend of one of Melissa McCarthy's brothers. And as the guy was saying that, she was mouthing it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it, was really, it just made the whole thing. And I've seen this movie two, three, four times, maybe. And it's the first time I noticed she was mouthing. No, uh Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's why it's so funny to me, because well, I just see her funny. voice. I just see her face in my head. 
Because she couldn't understand what he was saying. And we have the subtitles on this time. It's the first time I've seen it with subtitles. And I was reading the subtitles, and they actually spelled it K-N-O-C-K. I-U or I-U-Not. Which would be nice for the first time you're watching it if you don't understand what they're saying. Because then it's good subtitle work. They did a good job. I don't remember seeing any terrible errors in the subtitles yeah they just missed a few little different ways of saying things and adding a fucking here and a fucking there yeah well there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking a lot of fucks yeah fucked hard uh probably one of my favorite visual gags in the movie is when sandra bullock slides her middle fingers across the glass at the end when she finally breaks and starts cussing defending yeah defending the honor of mullins Yes, the squeaky window flip-off slide. You had that's, that in your That's note. what I called it. Yeah. Squeaky window flip-off slide. That's good. Yeah, that was very good when she defended Melissa in front of all the guys that were making fun of her in the meeting. Yes. That was good. Um, what else do we need to say about this movie? Well, I think I, I am waiting for you to say the Josh thing to Chuck. Which is, you got anything else? Got anything else? No, I don't. That's all I have. <laughs> he always says, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Well, we talked about this movie for 17 minutes. Well, hey. <laughs> Maybe we should combine this with another movie that we don't talk about a lot. Since I'm not going to be able to put this out until next Saturday anyway. We could. Combine it with something else. So let's do our ratings. Did you write down ratings? What? Do we, do we need to pause? What? So you can do object, quote, outfit, MVP, and 5x5? Five five? Holy crap, I didn't think about those things. All right. Hold, please. Hold, please. Okay, while she's doing that, I just want to give a little moment of appreciation for Paul Feig movies. Because it's like he just takes a genre and does it with chicks. You know, this is the buddy cop movie. Spy is the, you know, like Jason Statham type special agent movie with Melissa McCarthy. Bridesmaids is the romantic comedy with Kristen Wiig. And then, of course, Ghostbusters, also a gem. They're just all good. I like him so much. And he can work with Melissa McCarthy and do a million movies, even if they're bad sequels. I don't care. I'll go. I'll buy tickets. And I'll be happy about it. Okay, it is time for our ratings for the heat. Object. What's your object? My object is uh, in the first scene, or the first scene with Melissa, I would like her car, the Rambler. Okay. I, I had two choices I couldn't decide between. Either the sandwich from Melissa McCarthy's fridge that she keeps trying to offer to everybody throughout the movie that's been in there for who knows how long, which is the only thing that's in her fridge that isn't a gun or a grenade or some kind of weapon. That was an awesome scene. And then uh, tie between that and the picture of Sandra Bullock with holding up the cat. <laughs> Yeah, that was really good. The cat was like as big as she is, and she's just holding it up all weird and unnatural. <laughs> the only picture she had of her with anybody until the end, when she had a picture of her and Melissa McCarthy. Awesome. 
Um, what's your quote? My quote is, run like you on fire. <laughs> Mine is, you're a goddamn angel of the law, spread your wings and soar. <laughs> um, my outfit is Melissa McCarthy in the wood grain hammer pants with the Fisher vest. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. What's your outfit? Well, I, since I can't remember any outfits, um, I'm going to go with Gina when she was dragging her suitcase down the stairs <laughs> and her boobs were falling out. So I'm going with Gina's outfit and Gina's boobs. Which also got a credit. And her name is Jessica Chafin. And, and Gina's boobs were played by? Jessica Chafin's boobs. <laughs> uh, you hadn't paused it right there. I don't know if, if I ever would have noticed that in the credits. Well, I was looking for people. Um, most valuable player? Who's yours? Most valuable player would have to be Tatiana Caitlin Olsen. Fuck out. Get fuck out my Get house. fuck out. Fack. Fack. <laughs> Fack. This is what we do. Fuck. We do this at least once every couple of weeks where we have to keep saying it because we're still practicing. Because well, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> what was the... It wasn't... It wasn't Russian. What was... Bulgarian. She was Bulgarian. Okay. And Sandra Bullock was speaking Bulgarian to her. Um, mine was, I just wrote Blonde Girlfriend, but that is, that is, uh, Beth. 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 Jamie Denbo. And she, I, I watched her every time she was on screen, anytime she was on screen in the movie, and she was always making really good faces. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, you got anything else? Yes, I do. Okay. We can't fail to mention the, uh laying on the stretcher thing in the hospital. When she was doing the inchworm? Well, that whole part of going through the hospital. When she was laying on the stretcher oh, and the cute FBI guy came along and Melissa was adjusting was her, her boobs. boobs. <laughs> pushing her boobs up and like posing her so she looked sexy. And then after the guy left, uh, um, she said, you know, you might want to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to look into that. Might want to look into that. That was good. That whole scene of her dragging herself down the hallway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she really good. <laughs> and even when she was going down the hall in the wheelchair, and nobody else was around, she was still holding her gun. She was still pointing the gun, <laughs> so she had to keep switching hands so she could do the other side of the wheel of the wheelchair so it goes straight. That yep. was pretty bad. Pretty bad. So, if you haven't gathered by this review, we basically just think it's really funny. So, you should watch it. You should yeah. definitely watch it if you've never watched it. And just remember, there's going to be a few scenes that were trying to be funny that just didn't quite get there. But that's okay. Because there's plenty that did See, get there. I don't even know what you're talking about. I think they all got there. No, there are a few scenes that didn't get there. What scenes? I can't remember. Show the receipts. Well, we'll have to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Um, so, five by five ratings. Are we ready for that? Because there were a few scenes that just didn't quite get there. I gave it a four. I gave it a four. I haven't even thought about it yet. I wrote down all the other things, but not that. Well, when I was playing the 
try to stay awake game on the way to Springfield yesterday, and I was doing top three, and I just and I was talking to myself, top three movies. This was on there. It's one of the first movies I think of when I think about favorite movies. Really? Because in the comedy genre, you know, if you just want something to laugh, I'm always going to go for Melissa McCarthy. And, yeah. and this is one where she's in a lot of the movie. And Sandra Bullock. She's yeah. probably one of my favorite actresses ever. I love Sandra Bullock. Her and Melissa McCarthy would be in my top three actresses. So... Dexter is creating gonna magic. have to mute that in post. I know how to do that now. Okay. So, what am I giving it? Since it's one of my favorite movies of all time, I'm gonna have to give it a 4.7. Why does it not get a 5? If it's a top 3, why does it not get a 5? Okay, it gets a 5. What are you deducting for? I don't know. What didn't you like? Uh, I don't know. Was there anything you didn't like? I don't know. I don't think you so. You didn't like the, the knife scene. You didn't well, I had like, to look away. You didn't like the tracheotomy scene. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's still funny, though. I think moments like that in most movies... Moments like that are just so awful, and it's just like, oh God, they're just trying to do everything bad just so it can be bad, and how can it get any worse? And then it does. It doesn't do that in this movie. You think it's going to do that. And even though you've seen it a bunch of times, and right before it happens, you go, oh, fuck, this is the tracheotomy thing. Oh God. It's not really that bad. No, it's not that bad. So much blood. So much blood. <laughs> it doesn't go on too long, though. Okay, now I'm just going to stick my fingers in your throat. <laughs> She's explaining <laughs> okay. the whole process. Okay, now, sir, I'm just going to insert this straw. <laughs> you just had pancake. You'll feel the, uh, the oxygen going to your brain now. <laughs> and then the blood starts spurting out of the straw. <laughs> oh, man. I love both the actresses in this. Yes. And all the small part people were awesome. Yep, everybody was good. Supporting cast, awesome. So I will give it a five then. That makes math easier. There you go. Four times five. Twenty. Equals twenty. Yay for the heat. Bing, bing, bing. So we will be back to talk about another movie that we can only talk about for, well, we made it 26 minutes. That's pretty Is good. Is that long enough for a podcast? Yeah. We okay. can sing a song to make up, to go to 30. Sing a song? Yeah. What do we sing? I don't know. The, um... The two one two song is the Azalea Banks song that's in the movie. Um, that is the song that is on my running playlist. Nice. Not that I run that much, but And the music from this movie is on your Spotify. Yes. It's it's just under the heat. I the think. heat. Mixtress Ray. Yeah. Mixtress with an X. Ray with an E. Ray with an E. <laughs> Um, I need to complete it because it's only like my favorite songs from the soundtrack. But I could fill it in before you guys hear this so that it's all the songs from the movie do in order need, of appearance. Do you need them all? Most of them are good. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I heard a single... Well, there's that LCD sound system song. The credits at the end. 
were awesome and the music they had there and they and were the showing 70s font. They were showing all the people in stop motion, like three stop motion yeah. poses, which were really like fun. Gifts. And it kinda went with the music. Yeah. So that was really fun. And I watched the credits at least twice. Yeah. And not just because I wanted to gather names. Well, but Ghostbusters was like that, too, because Ghostbusters had, you remember Chris Hemsworth, he played the Annie Potts character, in the, the secretary character in the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. and he was doing, like, dance moves throughout the credits, and they were that. making the credits go with his dance moves and That's stuff. That's nice. So. It's good. Very good. Paul Feig, one of my favorite directors. Well, apparently I like him. You do. I should probably pay attention Bridesmaids. to Bridesmaids. Yeah, that was awesome. Remember in Bridesmaids when she was trying to get that guy's attention, driving by him a whole bunch of times because yes. he was mad yes, at her? Yes, yes, yes. He was such a good love interest, too. I know. So oh, cute. God, I love him. I totally marry him. The, he's from the IT crowd. I like him. So we could review Bridesmaids we as could. a companion to this. Okay. Unless you wanted to do Ghostbusters. Which one do you want to watch? Well, I just don't know. We'll discuss. Okay. So we'll be back with another Paul Feig review right after this. Stay tuned. Okay. It'll be like a second for you, but it'll probably be a week for us. That's right. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Yes. Okay. So we'll be back with another Paul Feig review right after this. Stay tuned. Okay. It'll be like a second for you, but it'll probably be a week for us. That's right. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Bye. Hello, brides and maids. Uh-huh. This is Mixtress Ray, and yeah. I'm here with her mom, <laughs> Mixtress Mom. And we're here with another movie review. We're doing another Paul Feig movie to go with, uh, you know, you just heard it The Heat. The Heat. Yep. So we're talking about Bridesmaids from 2011, mm-hmm. which is like the romantic comedy Paul Feig movie mm-hmm. with Kristen Chris- Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, uh, Chris Dodd, Chris Dodd, Rebel Wilson, John Hamm, Wendy McLinden Covey. That's a. Jill Clayberg. Yeah. Ellie Kemper. It's good stuff. Other folks as well. Other people as well. So, do you remember when we first saw this movie? Do you remember that time? Do you remember that time? Do you remember when we saw this movie? Yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) No, I don't remember. When did we see this movie? Well, it was... You picked me up at work because I just had my summer reading meeting. 2011. No. It was Saturday night. Okay. Before the tornado. Okay. No, it was Friday night. Friday night. I wondered about that. Because we went and it was so good and we laughed so hard. And it was a late movie because I remember it being like midnight or 10 or 11 or something when I got home. And I was so excited from the movie that I played Just Dance and I was super obnoxious and Michael was yelling at me because I was obnoxious because I was dancing around bouncing off the walls because I was so excited because it's such a good movie. It's a good movie. It was the last time I played video games before, you know. But just tornado destroyed them. Oh, that's so 
sad. <laughs> so oh. sad. But um, I was just so happy when I saw this movie. This is the first Paul Feig movie because there's Bridesmaids and then The Heat and then Spy and then Ghostbusters. It's the first, first Paul Feig movie ever? Well, I don't know about that, but this is the first, you know, so. Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy. Okay. And I was just so hopeful about the future of women in movies. Because it was all happening. It's, it's movie's happening. got a ton of chicks in it. It's happening. I know. And I think it, it was very much a different thing when we saw this movie in 2011. It was something that was not happening. And it's happening now. It's happening. It's good. Times are changing. So, what do we say about this movie? Well, John Hamm's character was a dick. Yeah. Okay. He was a dick. This is the first thing I've ever seen him in, I think. Well. I know he's, he's the madman guy. Yeah, and he. He's a dick in that too, isn't he? No, well, he's. Also quite handsome, and he's not as bad as this movie. He's bad in a '60s kind of way that oh, he's men just were stylish bad. while he's being bad. No, that <laughs> was just the way it was done in the '60s. Okay, so he was just a product of his time. <laughs> Whatever. Which is still an asshole. However, yeah, it was widely accepted. So. That was upsetting to me. The part the that scenes was, with him. Yes, that yeah. was very upsetting to me. Because it was too real. Yeah, it's too real. Because we've all known dicks like that. And we've all done things stupid. Yeah, with dicks like that. Stupid things. Yeah. Self-destructive things. Things that make you feel like shit about yourself. Well, and that's... Well, let's a, just not do that anymore. No, let's not. Good plan. And that's the, my first note was about, you know, so the movie starts with her having sex with the dick face and it's very, you know, nothing is about her at all. And he's a dick and makes her go home. And it was an accident that she slept over because they have a rule against that. Yeah. Which is his rule. Yeah. And <clears throat> then she goes and has breakfast with Maya Rudolph's character, who's the bride, but we don't know that yet. And that's my first note is that they're just having such a great friend conversation, you know, feels real. <clears throat> they're making jokes and... And Kristen doesn't want to tell Maya what she did the night before because Maya is going to tell her. That she deserves better, and she doesn't want to feel bad, any better than she already does. Yeah. Better, it's a word. Well, and she says, every time you see him, I know you say he's cute, but every time you see him, you feel like shit the day after, and blah, blah, blah. And then Maya says, this is my quote, you need to make room for someone who's nice to you. Because when you're hanging out, I'm saying this now, that was, that was the quote. I don't even remember her saying that. Room for someone that's nice to you? Make room for someone who's nice to you. Yeah. Because when you're hanging out with people who aren't nice to you, there's no room for somebody nice to come in. Yeah. You know? So, it's like 
in feng shui they say if you want someone to sleep in your bed with you if you want to have a relationship if you want to have a partner don't take up the whole bed make room for him <laughs> sleep on your side and leave room for him clean out a closet so that they can fill it up that seems a little much i know it does <laughs> and i sleep with two dogs and there's no room for anyone else in the bed well do you want room for someone else not at this time okay possibly someday <laughs> well i don't i don't think not sleeping with dogs just for the we're just gonna have to get a bigger bed okay yeah we've got to get a king size which means we're gonna need a bigger bedroom which means a lot of other things yeah because there's no way to have a bigger bedroom in this house i don't think no unless you expand it into this space right here that could happen And I like how that conversation ends too, because they're, you know, they have devolved into jokes. And then at the very end, she says, I love you. I love you. It's just beautiful. <laughs> it's nice. Beautiful little friendship. Um, then she goes back to her apartment and you get to see that she lives with Rebel Wilson and her brother. And forgot Rebel Wilson's in this. She's very funny. Mm -hmm. Very small part, though. Uh, and then you see her go to her mom's house, and her mom paints weird, weird paintings of celebrities that are kind of bad, and they're hung up all over the house. They're kind of bad, but you know who they are. Yep. Burt Reynolds. Oh, Judd, Judd Nelson. Or Ash, Judd. Ashton Ash, Judd. Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> Ashton Judd? Who's that? I don't know. Um, I, I wrote down some of the songs. I think I need to make a playlist for this album, too. I don't have one yet. Or for this movie. Movie. Because there's like a French version of Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. There's Hole. There's Blondie. There's Wilson Phillips. There's Fiona Apple. There's all kinds of good stuff need a moment no so if we sound like our brains are fried it's because it's like freaking hot it's been an excessive heat morning for like four days yes it's very hot i couldn't even accomplish anything today except laundry no that's really the bare minimum i think the highest temperature i saw today was feels like 107 well and the other night at like freaking eight o'clock it felt like 111 okay because i'm paying attention yeah because I'm hot. I woke up in the middle of the night, like the night before last, and the ceiling fan wasn't on. Oh my god. <laughs> Cause Why? Because Michael turns the switch instead of pulling the chain. <laughs> and I yelled at him. <clears throat> so, um, and then my next note is, that car is a character. It is. Her car in the movie, it looks kind of like... A combination between Shirley and Tallulah. Shirley. It's a lot like Shirley. So Shirley is a 1984 Honda Civic that you had while I was growing up. Maroon. Maroon. This Much car was maroon. Annie's car was maroon. Kristen Wiig's character. And but it was a hatchback two-door that looked like my Toyota. No, it wasn't it. Was it wasn't a hatchback. Yeah. Annie's car wasn't a hatchback. Yeah, it was. Annie's car in the movie was not a hatchback. 
I thought it was. I beg to differ. Well, it's a two-door then. It is a two-door. Mine wasn't a Toyota, though. It was a Honda Accord, wasn't it? Was Honda, it Honda Accord. Yeah. Okay. Silver. There's a Toyota. Silverish. Um, and then we meet Helen at the engagement party after we find out, after a scene where she finds out that Maya is engaged. And Helen's entrance is very funny because she's wearing like this gigantic black <laughs> dress. And when she sees them, she turns around and she does this little kick that makes the whole dress spread out. And it just floats around her when she walks in. So it's like, you hate her already. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Pretty perfect. Um, and after the engagement party, she is mocking her in the car on the way home. Driving down the highway, and that's when she first gets pulled over by Chris Dowd. Dowd? Dodd. Dodd. <laughs> Who is? Isn't it Dodd? A cop. I thought it was like Chris O'Dowd. Isn't oh. he Irish? Oh, he's he's something good, because I want to marry him. I know he's too young for me, but I still want to marry him. Chris O'Dowd. What do you mean too young for you? Chris O'Dowd? Oh, yeah, he's born in 1979. He looks See? older than that. He's like 19 years younger than me. He's a Libra. Oh, that's why he's so sweet. Um, so he pulls her over because she's, oh, my name's Helen. Oh, and oh. She's, she's flipping her hair. All over flipping all over her hair and being crazy. She's so good at that. Oh, my gosh. But he pulled her over because her tail lights out and she's driving crazy. Well, he thought she was drunk. She was doing the drunk walk. Yeah. She wasn't doing the drunk walk. She was doing the drunk check walk. Well, yeah. Yeah. He was testing her. Yeah. Um, so she says something at the party before that about, you know, Helen to Maya. And she says, just hang out with her. Just get to know her. She's really good. She's good people. So they hang out. At They go play tennis. <laughs> at the club. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I think my quote, or one of my quotes, is when the stepkids are watching them play and he says, I've seen better tennis playing in a tampon commercial. <laughs> that was really funny. That was good. Because, you know, that's what we do when we're on our period. <laughs> you wear white pants. You go you ride swimming. Bicycles, you ride bicycles. Go swimming. Do tennis. Play tennis. Jump on a trampoline. All while wearing white pants. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then they are, what is, what is the event that they're all going out to eat? Oh, they're just going out to eat before they go try on dresses. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So everybody's together. Melissa McCarthy, Ellie Kemper, all of those other people I already said. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the whole wedding party of chicks. And they go to a Brazilian restaurant and eat. And then they go try on dresses. And I like, uh, Maya Rudolph's toast. When they're at the restaurant, she says, "You're all a bunch of stone pack. We're we're stone cold pack of weirdos, and I'm so proud." That's good. And then we get the food poisoning scene at the bridal shop where everything is white. Yes, everything is white. There's one little bathroom. Very expensive dresses. They're all trying on $800 dresses, and they're wearing them when they all get sick. Except Helen, because she didn't eat any meat at the Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, she didn't eat any meat. But 
They did really good with the sweatiness. Yeah, they looked awful. And Melissa's face was so red. How did they get her face to be so red? She probably held her breath or something. I don't know. But that was really good. And how Kristen was trying not to be sick, (laughs) ate the Jordan almond. Her face, whenever she put the almond in her mouth. It's really funny. Yeah. Oh, it was good. And then she is just so good. Yeah. They all are. They must have had so much fun. That's why I love watching the gag reels for movies like this. It's, they just have so much fun. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. That's gross. So after the after that we she yeah that's when that scene happens the bing bong scene <laughs> because she goes and sleeps with the asshole again and he's being are an we asshole. not going to discuss the wedding dress in the street oh yes that was it's happening good. it's, it's happening. happening and she's walking across the street and Maya Rudolph's walking across the street in her wedding dress and that she's she doing tried the on. stair walk you know when you pretend you're walking downstairs. <laughs> With the big dress. That was really she's good. She's just sitting in the... Oh, she's shitting in the street. She's shitting right there in the street. She's like waving cars. Over. Go on. Go on. I'm not moving. It's funny. It's really good. Yep. So after she leaves the asshole's house, she goes... She's just at a convenience store getting a beverage or something. And it's, you know, super late at night. And she runs into Chris O'Dowd again. And they sit on the hood of his cop car and eat baby carrots and talk. That was a cute scene. Yes, it was good. Um, then I, I jump way ahead in my notes to, help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> they're, they're going to Vegas for the bachelorette party and they're on the plane and Annie's really scared of planes. So Helen's giving her some pills and a whole glass of bourbon that she downed all at once and now she's nuts and making Plus a big she had scene. to sit all by herself and everybody else was in first class yeah and that really upset me well the whole like me and shane talked about it yesterday he said something about you know he's talking to me about he always talks to me about money he wants me to make money and then we started talking about i don't like to talk about money i like to think about money and he started talking about how sometimes, how he used to really, like, have disdain for rich people. He just couldn't stand. He did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and how he knows lots of really good people that are very well off, and, and they would hate to think that they made anyone feel less than or, or anything. And, you know, I was thinking about that while watching this. Like, how uncomfortable it makes you when you have to be around people that have a lot of money and you just hate them i don't hate them but i do feel less than because you know i can understand how Kristen felt yeah in the bridal shop it's eight hundred dollars i don't have eight hundred dollars yeah why yeah this chick can afford eight hundred dollars i can't and then going to vegas all these people couldn't afford sitting in first class i can't i can't even afford the plane ticket yeah and then what you know, so I really, that was very uncomfortable. It's like that conversation, that Friends episode, when 
Joey and Phoebe and Rachel were talking, well, it's, it's always Monica's birthday, and then we have to do this, and we have to do this, and, and they were trying to order, like, the cheapest stuff on the menu, and then they were like, let's just split everything. Yeah, no. And then they brought it up with them, because Ross and Monica and Chandler always had money. Yeah. And Ross says, well, I just never think of money as an issue. And Rachel says, that's because you have it. Yep, that's right. So you, yeah, that's just the whole thing. Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> so what I think is interesting about this movie is that, you know, usually movies like this, you know, she's having a hard time. She lost her cake shop. She lost her husband. Her boyfriend. boyfriend, whatever. She, you know, she's she's in a shitty place. She hates her job. She works at a jewelry store. Everything's awful. And you usually would see, you know, like one scene where she loses her shit. But this movie, we get like five scenes with her losing her shit. I love that. <laughs> On the plane, at the bridal shower. <laughs> bridal shower losing her shit was really good because man it had built up yeah <laughs> and that was the first time she lost her shit in front of everybody yeah and it was in front of everybody there were a lot of people there yep and her mom who were all those people i don't know but she was pulling that whole cookie off and trying to push the fountain and <laughs> but yeah so she loses her shit many times on the plane at the bridal shower. I feel like there was something else too. Oh, my favorite quote for real is when Ellie Kemper says to the blonde chick, whatever her name is, <laughs> you smell like pine needles and you have a face like sunshine. And you're prettier than Cinderella. <laughs> you're more beautiful and beautifuler than Cinderella. And then they kiss. Oh, that was cute. That was very Because I thought the plane was going down. Because Kristen said, there's a colonial woman on the wing. <laughs> She's dressed in colonial garb. And churning butter. <laughs> <coughs> so we get more scenes with um, Melissa McCarthy's real life husband. Whatever oh, his, yeah. Whatever his name is. God, there's just too many. And they don't put them in That order. was her love interest on the plane. That was the, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's her husband. Right? Yes. Okay. That guy. Trying to find him on the IMDb page, and I'm not finding him. There he is. Ben Falcone. Um, yeah, that's, that's all my notes. What well. Else do we need to, obviously, we need to talk about more, but. So she kind of gets kicked out of the wedding after her breakdown. At the bridal shower because Maya said... Oh, wait. She'd already been kicked out of the wedding. She was kicked out of the wedding after they got kicked off the plane. Because they had to land in Wyoming and get a bus back. And they didn't even get to go to Las Vegas. So that's when Maya said, hey, you know, Helen's really good at this stuff. You're having a hard time. She wasn't kicked out of the wedding. She was just kicked out of the planning of everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. But then after she lost her shit at the bridal shower, she said, if you're going to act like this, don't even come to my wedding. Yeah. And then she was sorry she said it right after it came out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. 
And then Kristen left. And she was really depressed. And she washed the cast away. She was sitting on the couch like you do when you're really depressed and your hair looks gross. But she had that perfectly stacked four-pack of Pop-Tarts. Yes. Unwrapped. <laughs> stack of four. And then who comes to the door? Melissa McCarthy with nine puppies because they were giving away little baby, like, yellow lab puppies. With little pink berets at the bridal shower. Yep. That was your party gift. Party favor. Then Melissa McCarthy comes over and starts beating her up on the couch and tries to get her to fight back, and that was hilarious, and I loved it. And I think next time either of us get depressed, the other one needs to go Should over and start beating each other up. I was thinking I need to start doing that with Michael. Yeah, there you go. He's so dramatic and so serious. Fight back. And fight just, back. <laughs> fight back for your shitty life. Fight for your shitty life. I'm live. Am I bothering <laughs> you? I'm live. That was good. That was really good. <clears throat> so, then Melissa leaves, and Kristen feels better. She starts baking again. She takes, she washes her hair finally. Yeah. And that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> and so she baked a cake for Chris O'Dowd. I said, I'm sorry, and it was in the shape of a carrot. Because they ate carrots on the hood of the car. And oh, because we didn't even mention that they slept together. They slept together. And he got a whole bunch of baking stuff before she even woke up. And he was surprising her with it. Like, let's bake together. And she got really upset because, you know, her failed cake business. Yeah. And he was really sweet when she woke up because she slept over, man. Yeah. And he was sweet. And he made cappuccino for her. Yeah. And he went to the store for her. Yeah. And what does she do? She ran away. Yeah. And that's what she said when she left. In she the car. She called Maya and said, left and a what message. did I do? I ran away. Yeah. Silly, silly, silly. So, she was saying she was sorry and left him the carrot cake that wasn't a carrot cake, but it was a carrot-shaped cake. Yes. And it said, I'm sorry on it. And he didn't take it. Yeah. She left it on the doorstep, and he didn't take it. So the raccoons ate it. <clears throat> it was really sad. She kept driving by. And this was after she got kicked out of the apartment, too, so she wasn't living right down the street from him anymore, ostensibly. But she, so she was just driving by to see if he took the cake. Never took the cake. Never took the cake. And then the raccoons ate the cake. Yeah. And so where are we now? So mm -hmm. then... Is the day are we at up to the day of the wedding well because she was depressed yeah so she felt better and then Helen comes to get Kristen's help because Maya's missing and they can't find her anywhere so they go to officer Rhodes to try <laughs> to get his help yeah. and he, he won't even look over at him because he's upset he, he rolled up his window so she starts doing things to get his attention. And that makes me pee my pants every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time. She does she did reckless driving. She <laughs> pretended to be drinking a beer. Oh yum 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> and who's driving the car? Because <laughs> they were all ducked down in the seats. And then she did topless driving. 
And Helen was like doing Vanna arms. Presenting her presenting her, her toplessness with one hand while while steering with the other. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. But he he doesn't he just keeps trying not to react and pretending to read the paper. Now when did she have the wreck? <clears throat> she had the wreck before that. Yeah. She uh, had the wreck when she got kicked out of the shower. Yep. Kicked out of the wedding. On the way home because she braked for like a porcupine. <clears throat> She braked for a porcupine. She got rear-ended. And she still hadn't replaced her brake light. And Officer Rhodes showed up. And he was <clears throat> yelling at her for not fixing her taillights. Mm -hmm. And he said, don't you just realize you could hurt people? Yeah. Don't Broken you just taillights. Yeah. And no. He meant he was hurt. Yeah. She got it. Yeah. She understood. And that's when she made the I'm sorry cake. Right? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and then she felt, you know, after Melissa McCarthy came over and beat her up on the couch, then she went and got her taillights fixed. Yep. And had her rear end on the car repaired. And the guy at the body shop was, was free because he owed Officer Rhodes a favor. Yep. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, Jill Clayburg, her mom, <clears throat> and the body shop guy got together. Did they? Well, yeah. I saw that she was introducing him, but I didn't know why she was doing that. Maybe there's a deleted scene or something where they have more involvement. But they knew each other from AA. Yeah, because her mom's in AA, even though she's never had a drink. Yeah, it's so inspiring. <laughs> so at this point... Day of the wedding. Day of the wedding. So she's in bed... And her mom tries to get her up, and she says, well, she doesn't want me there. Yeah. And she says, okay, I'll fix you a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock in the morning. You can put syrup on it. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That reminded me of you. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. And then that's when Helen comes over, and... So finally, after they've done all these things to try to get his attention, which he won't even look over, he's just sitting reading the paper in his car, in his police car on the side of the road. Then she pulls up behind him and just kind of nudges him yep. with, with the taps, car. Taps the back of his car. Taps the bumper. And he's like, oh, come on. That's when he finally gets out of the car. Gets out of the car, and so he helps him track their, her cell phone to see where she is, and she's actually in her apartment. So... <laughs> all that and she's in her apartment so she's standing there and talking to the officer and she's you know making eyeballs at him like she really would like to say she's sorry and you yeah. know give it a shot and, and Chris O'Dowd says well I'm glad you got your taillights fixed so now I don't have to pull you over again yeah I don't have to pull you over so then she was really hurt, yeah. and she walked away. Chris O'Dowd got back in his car, and he felt awful. Yeah. He felt guilty. Yeah. Because he hurt her on purpose. Yeah. She didn't hurt him on purpose. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, I'm just doing the best we can. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. No matter how horribly they're doing, we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. Yes, we can all do better, but... Still, and that doesn't mean we have to spend time with people that are that are terrible, even if they are doing the best that they can. True. 
It's so true. <laughs> Sometimes people just aren't good for you, man. They're being energy vampires. Sucking the life right out of you. Yeah. <clears throat> Soul murder. So I'm on day two of not smoking. Woohoo! <clears throat> which is why my voice is all crap. It is? <coughs> Your voice is crap when you're not smoking? Uh-huh. You kind of go through a thing where everything gets worse and you cough more. and Because you're coughing it all out? Yeah, you know, you're getting rid of all the crap. That's good. So maybe in the future I won't sound like this. Because I don't like the way I sound. You don't sound bad. I do, though. Well. Okay. So, where are we? <clears throat> so, they go to Maya's apartment, and Kristen asks if she can go in without Helen. And she goes in, and Maya's in bed with the covers over her head. And this part is weird, because I don't get why, in order to get married... Like, why does she have to leave her apartment? Why? Because they're going to live in a big, beautiful house. Yeah, but... I don't know. Well, things are changing. She's, like, very sad that she has to leave her apartment, and I just don't understand. She doesn't want to leave her apartment. Why can't you just move in with her? Well, because maybe it's in the wrong... I don't know. Okay. Things change. So she's really sad because she has to leave her apartment. She really likes her bathtub. She really likes her bathtub. I wish I liked my bathtub. And Kristen said, it's a really good tub. (laughs) I slept in there on my 30th birthday. (laughs) So that was a nice little interaction because Maya Rudolph was saying, Oh, the wedding's just too big. You know, Helen's taken over and everything's just too crazy. And the dress is a horrible, awful, fluffy roughly thing <clears throat> like some big designer dress and so she fixes the dress somehow I don't know movie magic Kristen fixes the dress and they kind of make up and then there's the wedding there you have it and uh, Wilson Phillips came and sang hold on and that was really funny the way everybody was singing along yeah animatedly yeah you gotta. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I d- probably did that in the theater. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't not sing along to that song. Me and Kara, in the late 80s, early 90s, whenever that song came out, we had a, a bonding moment one time. No. It was like late at night, and you were in bed, and we watched that music video over and over and over. Oh my gosh, you and Kara? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so I always think of that when I hear that song. I thought the only time you bonded was when you were both talking on separate phone lines to separate people with the Nintendo controllers in your hands playing the same game, however not interacting with each other. <laughs> Did we do that? I have a photo of it. Where she she has her own phone line, I have my own phone line. We're, we're both talking on the phone. <clears throat> while playing Mario Kart. While playing Mario Kart pretty funny so are we ready for our ratings uh oh and uh there's this, at the end Kristen bonds with helen and they decide they're gonna hang out and because helen opens up to her in the car on the way over to and cries 
over to Maya Rudolph's apartment and says, I just don't have any friends. My husband doesn't pay any attention to me and her stepchildren hate her and and she's just overcompensating for feeling unloved. Yeah. So they decide to become friends. That's good. And Kristen walks out and there's Chris O'Dowd in a cute little outfit with a tie. <laughs> He's waiting for her he feels bad and they make up he's not waiting for her because he feels bad he's waiting for her because he loves her mm. already just like Buffy loves Spike already <laughs> well that's a whole other argument I know <laughs> <clears throat> so what is your object of affection the well there I have two things I really liked her shoes the little they were like heels but they were short heels they leopard were, they weren't really leopard though they but they were some sort of maybe giraffe ah. maybe giraffe you never really saw them but unless she was running or and you couldn't exactly tell what they were they were very pretty and I, I noticed them three times in different scenes so she wore them several times which I like I like how they did her wardrobe because you know she was poor so they gave her actual like things that a poor person could afford. She's wearing the same shoes three different times. Mm -hmm. Yep, it was good. So I want the shoes. Not that I'd ever wear them, but maybe they're comfortable. Well, they were short heels. They were only like two inches. Maybe it could happen. But I loved her headboard at yeah, the apartment. That was cool. Like fabric cup covered. Yeah, it was like a tapestry and it was blue and red. You and... could do that. I know you could, but my... My bed is catty corner, and that's how I always want it, so I don't really want a headboard like that. No. Well, you could just cover your headboard with a tapestry. Yeah, but then I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, that's what I have. What's your quote? You said it already, I think, didn't you? Make room for someone who's nice to you. Yep. Mine's pine needles and sunshine. Pine needles and sunshine. I really did not enjoy the awkward speeches. At the engagement you know, party. asking, is it over Is now? it over? Is, is it, it over? over? I really want it to be over. I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy that type of humor. I know. That's why you don't like The Office. That's why I don't like The Office. And Napoleon Dynamite. Didn't get Parks and Rec. I didn't understand. Parks and Rec wasn't that awkward, I don't think. It was the same kind of humor. Yeah. What's your most valuable player? It's so dowd. Mine was the puppies. The puppies! They were all so good. <clears throat> Kristen Wiig is so good. Yeah. And she's good. Very good. Um, what's your outfit? It's hard because 2010's fashion starting to get better now, but it's just... Fashion was bad? I don't know. Fashion was really bad from like 2002 to 2012 or so. I think? Yeah. Well, I would like to make that move at the engagement party with that black dress that Helen was wearing. <laughs> I want to do that. Okay. I'll take that. But I did like Kristen in all her little short... Yeah, she had lots of like... Tank-toppy belted dresses. Yeah. Short dresses Siobhan. and like denim jackets and stuff. Yeah, she looked very cute, but I'm not skinny like that, so I wouldn't look cute. So 
I'll take the big black dress or blue, whatever it was. I think it was black. Mine was um, Chris Wiggs' tennis outfit. I like that. It was <laughs> that like was bright yellow 70s eyes odd. odd. <laughs> yeah, the alligator. <laughs> it was good. Okay, what's your what's your rating out of five? There were a few moments like the awkward speeches that take it down for me. Well, and we we watched the unrated version too, so it's probably had extra. I remember bits of that all stuff. those awkward. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it still would have been awkward, but I mean, I remember them all. They were all there. Okay. Before. In the theater. You didn't block them. They were all there. So I don't think it's any different. <clears throat> but it was really quite enjoyable and I could watch it again right now. Yep. So I'll give it a 4.75 out of 5. 4.75? Yeah, I'm taking off 0.25 okay. for the awkwardness and the times it didn't fly. <laughs> I'll give it that too. <coughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that calculated? Can't help you. Okay, I'll calculate it. Calculator. So it gets a 9.5. Wait, that can't be true. Sure it can. You multiply decimal points and things go crazy. But that's not right. Can't be right. 4.75 times 4.75. Twenty-two point five. Because I just did four point seven five times two. Well, that's just wrong. So get some pretty good ratings. What would you say back to since we're doing back to back in one episode, The Heat and Bridesmaids? Which one do you like better? Bridesmaids. Yeah. Kristen is just too good. Yeah. I think I've seen Bridesmaids more times, which makes sense because it came out earlier. I like the heat and I love Sandra Bullock, but <clears throat> there's m much more people in Bridesmaids. A lot more people to laugh at. Yeah. And Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, he's good. We've got that. Yeah. We didn't have a love interest in the heat. Besides and the Wayans kid. It's kind of a love interest, but just barely. Who? You know, the Marlon Wayans? Who's that? That was going to go on a date with Sandra Bullock oh, by right. the end of the movie? Yeah, yeah. That was way too subtle. With the Wayne's kid? Yeah. That was way too that subtle. That situation was way too subtle? Yeah. Well, that's okay. That. You didn't have to, you don't have to have a love interest in everything. I do. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Makes me happy, especially when it's somebody that I could totally marry. <laughs> like Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's my type. Sweet. Sweet. Making you a cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think we did it. We did it. So I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks where we have another one. Are we ready for arrival yet? I'm ready. I'm born ready okay, for arrival. That's, that's your homework, everybody. Two weeks from Saturday the 30th, we will have the arrival episode out. So you got to watch it by then. So it's called Arrival. It's a really good movie. You can check it out at your local library. And it's good times.
Good times. Good times. Noodle salad. Noodle salad. Okay, bye. Bye.